I'm not sure where to begin, but I believe God wants me to share it. Every time I try to write it, I start crying since it's still as fresh in my mind as if it happened yesterday. It's the most emotional experience I've ever had in my life. I'm a 57-year-old white male that lives in Georgia, United States of America. My wife's name is Anne, and I'm married. We have five children, ten grandchildren with another on the way, and two grandchildren with another on the way. I'm medically retired, but I don't like being retired. I hadn't been feeling well in the years leading up to 1991. I was exhausted, unable to sleep, and my arm hurt, became numb, and I became extremely short of breath. I assumed it was due to the fact that I smoked and was getting older. My wife has been a school bus driver for 28 years. She was on her route at the time. I was at home in the backyard, and we were using an old truck to tow our camper to our spot on a lake in Alabama. Because the paint had faded, a friend of ours painted it both inside and out. I was in the yard, putting on the sun visors, when I felt ill to my stomach. I began to sweat and experienced severe cramps in my chest and down my arm. Like most smokers, I assumed that if I sat down and smoked, it would be gone. I was sorely mistaken. My wife arrived in her bus around that time, parked and walked up to where I was sitting. Her very first words were, What's the problem? You're as white as cotton. I didn't want to worry her, so I told her I'd be fine in a few minutes. Do you want me to call 911? Or do you want me to bring you to the hospital? She asked again. I stood up and began following her into the home as she opened the back door. I was just inside the door when it appeared that someone had taken a veil and cut off all of my air. I dropped to my knees and rolled onto my back. It seemed like six elephants landed in the center of my chest at the same time. That's when I realized I was in serious trouble. Anne turned around and dialed 911. I informed her that I believed I was suffering a heart attack. She, in turn, informed 911 of what I had stated. She advised them to hurry. I then requested that she contact my friend Grady. He's the one that did my truck's paint job. I was aware that he was taking nitroglycerin tablets for his heart. He arrived with the tablets before the EMTs. I put two under my tongue, but received no relief. The EMTs arrived at the time, and I informed them I couldn't breathe and I was in a lot of pain in my chest. They ripped my shirt off, hooked me up to a monitor, and then told me I was having a severe heart attack and throwing blood clots. At that moment, I noticed my life was utterly out of it. I began to experience a strange sensation that I'd never experienced before. I glanced up at Grady and the EMT and told them I was going to die. I instructed Grady to tell the kids to watch out for Anne and to tell them how much I loved them all. Then my body began to feel like your feet had gone to sleep all over again. Everything became gray and I experienced the most calm feeling I have ever experienced in my life. For what seemed like a split second, everything went black. I was floating above the EMTs, watching them work on me the next thing I knew. They shot me in the arm and the heart, then began to shock my heart with the paddles. I observed my spirit float out of my body after they shocked me twice. 
I reside on the second floor of a two-story house. It suddenly didn't have a top on it anymore. I began to float higher in the air. I could see everyone in the home and outside. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Grady, my friend, ran outside and was throwing up while holding onto my truck when he realized I had died. I could see him clear as day. Anne, my wife, had to be held by friends who had run over. The EMTs were still working on me. They had requested a backup crew due to my complete arrest. The second crew arrived with a fresh set of charged and ready paddles. Throughout it all, I never felt threatened by death. I started rushing into a tunnel all of a sudden. It was incredibly narrow, with the most magnificent light I'd ever seen at the opposite end. It felt like I was going a hundred miles per hour headfirst. The light was growing closer all the time. It was blindingly brilliant, but it didn't hurt my eyes. Then I went into the light, like you were out to plunge into a pool. The glow completely obscured my vision. A voice came from the center of the light. It assured me that everything would be fine. I've never felt so at ease. There was no pain, and the love I felt there was so powerful that there aren't enough words to express how wonderful it was. I had a feeling it was God. He told you to go back because your wife isn't handling it well. Look down below and you'll see her, he added. I could see everything that was going on in our house when I looked down. Anne was in complete shambles. God, I don't want to go back, I replied, as much as I loved her. I've never felt so much love and tranquility on this planet as I have here. He stated, come on in, and I'll show you heaven, but you'll have to go. I need you to help me with some job on earth. There aren't enough words on the planet to express what God showed me that day, but I'll do my best with the ones I have. There was the most gorgeous gate through which we saw my parents and grandparents, both of whom had died a long time ago. I didn't know this individual, but he told me he loved me as well. They all stated that they were okay and would wait for me to return. We walked in. Everything appeared to be in a single room, but you could see for miles. You'd be somewhere one second and somewhere else the next. There was a lot to see, including the cleanest rivers and streams. The water was absolutely clear. The sky was so blue and the grass so green that you didn't leave tracks as you walked across it. This is the most lovely music you've ever heard. The flowers were the most stunning I'd ever seen. I didn't notice any folks who appeared to be sick, disabled, or miserable. They said I was dead for three to four minutes, yet time appeared to stand still in heaven. I'd been there for what seemed like three or four months. Then God took my hand and said, You must go back for a while. You're welcome to return once your job is completed. 
Around that time, I was returning through the same tunnel at full speed. The next thing I knew, I was staring at the EMT and seeing my grandson who lives next door. At the time, he was roughly four years old. During the excitement, he'd wandered into the room. I left you for a time, didn't I? I asked, looking at them. Fight with us, not against us. We're trying to keep you here, he continued. I was still not afraid of death. I was on my way to the hospital after receiving 23 bullets and getting shocked three times. One of the EMTs advised my brother-in-law not to rush to the hospital since I wouldn't make it there alive. They didn't even stop at our little town hospital before transporting me to a trauma center in Georgia. I was hardly conscious when we arrived. That day, a terrific doctor was on call, but the first person I met was an old buddy who was working as a nurse at the time. I couldn't believe it was you when they called in to speak with the doctor, she explained. She added, when they called in on the radio while driving here, they offered your name and address, and I knew it was you. They told me not to speak, but I told them to tell me the truth. I might want to tell my wife and kids anything before I leave. The doctor told me that it didn't seem good and that he would do everything he could to help. My wife later informed me that the doctor told her the only thing that could help me was a dose of a clot-busting medication. Nine years ago, that shot cost $3,900. She told them not to tell me how much it cost because I would have another heart attack if they did. Even now, the family makes light of it. They gave me the shot and then transferred me to the CCU unit. They allowed my wife and kids to come and go whenever they wanted because they didn't think I'd make it. The doctor told me on the seventh day that they needed to do a cardiac catheter to evaluate how much damage had been done and whether there was anything they could do to help me. I was 95% in the major artery that supplies the left side of the heart and had many minor blockages. The next day, they used a roto-rooter to remove the clogs as best they could. After the catheter, they informed my wife and me that I had lost between 25% and 33% of my blood volume, or somewhat more than that of the lower left half of my heart. I was returned to the CCU when the roto-rooter was completed. I had the sweetest nurse, yet she seemed unhappy and teary when she was near me. The next day, she stated an EMT who had worked with me had told her that I could tell her what she wanted to know more than anything in the world. I inquired as to what it was. I know you don't need to be talking, but just listen to what I have to say before you respond, she added. She told me that her eight-year-old son had died three months previously from brain cancer and that she wanted to know what he went through. The EMT informed her that he knew I could tell her because of what I told him when they brought me back. I just lay there, unsure what to say. People would believe I was insane or had brain damage if I told her. She started crying, which crushed my heart. Then I started crying as well. God had to have taken over that day. I guess now that I've had time to think about it. I suddenly began to recount the entire thing. We were both crying the entire time. Then she replied that, knowing how things are in heaven, I could live with it. She embraced me and whispered, 
I'll never forget who you were. Thank you very much. I also feel God sent her to watch after me while I was in the intensive care unit. She kept an eye on me as if she were my mother. I returned home later in the week. It was a long path back to health. I informed only a few people about my trip over the last nine years, knowing they'd think I was insane. I was also befuddled as I tried to figure out what God wanted me to accomplish for Him. In the previous nine years, I've shared this with people who had been told by their doctor that they were going to die soon. Following that, they would tell me that the dread of dying is the unknown, not knowing what it would be like. I also gave it to my only sister, Emily, who died of cancer. But I knew she was going somewhere because she was a nice, God-fearing woman. She was only 57 years old when she died. She died in the year 2000. Other than my children, I'm aware that I'm the only one remaining here. This has completely altered my perspective on life. I take each day as it comes and live it as if it was my last. It has lightened my heart, and instead of concentrating about myself, I attempt to serve others. I recently finished vacation Bible school with 33 young people, ranging in age from 13 to 19 years old and singing in the church choir. Until this year, I had never written anything more than a letter in my life. I've produced 12 poems since then, one about my near-death experience. Every day, I try to conduct my life in a way that pleases God, so that when my time here is up, I can return to heaven. It's fine if you think I'm insane. Some people will believe whatever you want them to believe. I'm hoping that by sharing this, it'll make it easier for someone to cross over to the other side when the time comes. I'd like to use this opportunity to thank God for every extra day and year He's given me. I'd like to express my gratitude to every one of the EMTs who work for County EMS. I'd like to thank the doctors as well and all the nurses that looked after me. Please, God bless you all. <laughs>